Fire Talk, where we give you the latest news, all the incredible updates on uh, Southeastern University Athletics. I'm uh, Ken Dingle, president of Southeastern University, and joining me as always, our uh, amazing athletic director, Drew Watson. And today, our special guest is Paul Kurtz, our men's and women's cross-country coach. You both doing well? Yeah. Very good. Yeah, That's excellent. Uh, big football weekend. Um, yeah. So. so so speaking of football, you know, I've known you for 12 years now. Yeah, and, yeah. and sometimes I feel like I can't nail down what your favorite NFL team is. <laughs> uh, so so who is it? Who, well, okay. Uh, I, I really have three. Okay. Um, in, in my young years, uh, I fell in love with the Denver Broncos. I tell you how long ago that was, uh, Morton was the quarterback. So, wow, I mean, goodness. we're talking way back, yes. so, you know, we're talking 50 years ago, yeah. 40, uh, 40 some years ago. But, uh, so I've always, uh, loved to follow them, um, uh, and and I know it was an embarrassing Sunday for any Denver Bronco fan. That was rough. <laughs> 70, 70. 70 points. I mean, that's NFL crazy. Game. I mean, I'm I'm kind of ticked that they ran it up like that. I mean, they knew that, yeah. Well, they did They did kneel. Uh, you know, they could have kicked a field goal to oh, tie know, the NFL record at 73 points, but they, they but did still. not. You know, it's funny. I was in Denver. I was in Denver. On Sunday, Sunday through oh, wow. yesterday. Okay. So I was at a at a conference, and one of the speakers Monday was Damani Leach, who's the president oh, of the, yeah. the Denver yeah. Broncos. Yeah. So he's in a Q and A, and so he's asked the first question. He goes, "Hang on a second. Let me address the elephant in the room. Yesterday was not a good day. Yeah. <laughs> and he, you know, he made it clear that as president, he has nothing to do with who's on the field or the coaching decisions. Yeah. No. <laughs> you know, it's just out. But he did a great job. But uh, yeah. What a, no, what a yeah. Tough it was day. tough loss, and they're what zero and three already. Zero and three. Zero three. Crazy. Yep. But uh, and then I, you know, of course the Rams, the LA Rams. I covered them uh, when I did uh, sports in, in Los Angeles, and and then um, fell in love uh, when I was in Seattle at Northwest University. The uh, Seahawks went to a lot of Seahawk games. So those three I kind of follow a little bit. You know, the Seahawks actually, their practice facility was on the campus of Northwest University. Oh, wow. So yeah. um, that was kind of cool. You could watch, you know, some of the workouts. And, um, yeah, it was pretty neat. But uh, I think you're I'm s- not an Eagles fan. But, <laughs> no, and I'm sorry loss. about that. That's your loss. But I will. I did interview back in 1980. They came right off the Super Bowl. They didn't yeah, win it that year. They did. The Raiders beat um, us. Raiders beat. Uh, but Dick Vermeil. Uh, I interviewed him. He came to Bakersfield. I had just started in sports and uh, had a chance to interview him. What I a thought, great wow. interview. I know. It was like, man. It, it, yeah. So uh, that's my little tie-in to, to, to Philadelphia. Okay. Well, that, that counts. Yeah. But I think it's it's incredibly intelligent for you to have three NFL teams because if two are doing <laughs> right, poorly, exactly. you always have someone to root for. So. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And uh, I don't think they're – all of them are not – Really doing Seahawks. <laughs> Seahawks are Seahawks, okay right so, now. You know, the Rams had a good start, and they yeah. played. That, so if the Seahawks play the Rams, which happened yeah. in week one, I know, I know, I, I mean, it was tough. It was like, tough. I was like, yeah, who do I? You know, I just <laughs> enjoy the game. Whoever wins, I'm happy. That's good. Good. What about now? What, what's your team? Well, I, I grew up a Pittsburgh Steelers fan, ah, but I okay. wouldn't say I'm necessarily that big a follower these days, especially because they're not very good. But yeah, but uh, I, NFL is not my biggest. Th- love anymore. I just think there's way too much hype in the NFL, but uh, my son's a big Buffalo Bills fan. I lived in Rochester for 20 okay. years, so I, I'd say I'm probably more a Buffalo Bills fan now, ah, just yeah. because they were terrible when we first moved to Rochester, and now they're actually pretty Oh my good, gosh, so. to watch Josh Allen. Yeah. I feel bad on, on um, uh, Sunday, at, I spoke at uh, Highland Park, and I trash-talked the 
Pittsburgh Steelers. I, yeah, I was there. I, oh, yeah, I, uh, I felt, I, I, you know, I, I said, you know, I pray for your pastor because of his uh, sports yeah. teams. I mean, who who wants to follow the Pittsburgh Steelers? Yeah. I mean, it's you know. Right now. So, Wait, maybe it's time to introduce a new segment on the show, Rate the Message. <laughs> that was pretty funny. I thought it was very good. I was uh, telling you, it was a very good message. Uh, well... I know you're an avid you're an avid listener of the show, to this show, which we we appreciate. Uh, but you know, we like to start off with you know getting to know you a little bit. And so, can you tell tell us a little bit about your family, and then you know where were you before Southeastern, and and what brought you here? All right. Well, I'm married. I have uh, four kids. Um, they're all out of the house now, so I actually am an empty nester, I guess. Mm. Uh, two of two of them, I'm sorry, three of them are out of college, and my youngest son just started at Biola University in California. Wow, that's great. And uh, he's looking to do film and that kind of stuff, so it's a good place for him to be. Yeah. Um, and uh, we came here from Rochester, New York, after being at South, oh, Southeastern. See, I, I get mixed up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Roberts Wesleyan was where I was at for 20 years before I came here. Um, never thought I would live in Florida. I always said that that would be the last place I'd want to live because I don't like running in the heat. But uh, God has a sense of humor, and here I am. So. Yeah. Well, it's so, a so funny thing when when... When Paul visited campus, I had been here. As I was in my first year as women's basketball coach. And the AD at the time, and I, I still do this with coaching candidates as well, set, set Paul, you know, the, the candidate talks to a current head coach. And so we sat down in Mikasa and just talked about life. And we ended up, you know, crying. And, you know, it, it was just a really, yeah. really special time. You That's know, neat. and I felt like I got to know you before you even stepped foot on campus as the cross-country coach so it was a very touchy moment yeah. <laughs> and this is uh what season 12 uh, yeah right for yeah, you it's crazy. Um, so talk a little bit about the changes maybe you've seen in yourself but also in the program over these 12 years yeah well I, when i first came here we didn't have cross-country i was the person that started the program and uh i didn't get hired till i think it was almost july um so really not much time to recruit or anything like that and uh literally walked onto campus and just started asking kids that I saw running if they wanted to be on the team. Wow. Um, so it, it's definitely evolved from that, um, which uh, the crazy thing is we weren't that bad the first year. <laughs> um, and, and I was lucky enough to get a few good runners to, to come in last minute as well that were recruits. But uh, that's the biggest thing is now that the kids that are here are, are obviously kids that have been running in high school that are um, people who love the sport and want to see themselves right. get better. And, uh, you know, we're still – I think evolving and, and, and we're getting athletes now because we've done so well the last four or five years uh, at the national level that actually want to be a part of a national level program and, and not just necessarily people who just want to run in college. Mm -hmm. So that's probably the biggest change I've seen is just sure. the caliber of kids that are coming and the people that are more committed to the sport, um, not just because they like to run, but because they want to be a part of something right. that's happening that's good. Yeah, that's great. Well, you talk about like to run. Okay, so so you know that the twenty six point two and the you know, the thirteen point one stickers <laughs> in the back. I, I'm a zero point zero type guy, um, you know. And 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 I've been to I've been to many cross country meets and you know love getting out there and supporting you guys. But as a non runner, I'm standing there at the finish line, and student athletes are crossing the finish line immediately. Some of them doubling over and and losing their stomach contents. Yeah. You know, and so so for the non-runner, like there's a lot of non-runners probably listening to the show. Like, what what is it about running when you've got to when you've got to go through the stuff that I just talked about that makes it something that's attractive? Honestly, there's not a whole lot. It's it's <laughs> not a fun sport. It's it's a really tough 
sport to, to, to do and to train for. And uh, a lot of it is that the, the feeling you get when you're done, obviously, is something that you're proud of yourself, that you put yourself through that torture and that you were able to push through and, and better your time. There's a lot of self-gratification that comes from that. Most runners are very intrinsic type people. They mm. don't care about the rewards as much as the fact that they were able to beat their time or beat somebody that they've been trying to pass, you know, for years or whatever. Uh, but, you know, I, I think that uh, it's it's just a sport where the team atmosphere of it is a huge part of it, to, to have a group of people that you are knowing that they're doing the same things that you're doing, putting that time in. Here we get up at 6 o'clock in the morning and run before most people are getting out yeah. of bed. And, and just knowing that those kids are, are all doing the same thing and you're all working for the same goal and, and you're all putting yourself through that same torture. This morning we had a really hard workout, and, I mean, they were laying on the ground afterwards and wow. they're going around picking each other up and, and telling themselves good, you know, each other a good job. And, um, that's what draws you back. Like, yeah. I, it's, yeah. it's just, it's a hard thing to explain to somebody who hasn't actually done it. Yeah. Um, and it, it isn't fun. I, I'll be honest. It's not fun. Do you run with them as well? I, I don't run anymore. I, I, I have pretty bad knees. <laughs> my grandmother, I think gave me those from <laughs> my jeans, but, uh, in my jeans, but I actually walk every morning while they're running. Okay. Um, so I can go out and kind of see them. So sure. uh, that way I get to see them a few times during the times that places that we run at. And then um, on workout days, obviously, I'm, we, we run a lot of times at the soccer field, and I can see them there so I don't walk while they're doing that. But do you, do you run in the afternoon as well? Uh, the, the teams? Sometimes they do doubles. I've, I've seen them, yeah. yes. Um, yeah, sometimes we'll do double runs. So the, yeah. some of the guys will – mostly the guys will do a second run in the afternoon, but most of the time it's in the morning. And do you usually run like Collingsworth? Um, that's traditionally where we go during the weekdays just because it's close and it's fairly safe to, you know, not crossing a lot of roads yeah. and there's people there. So you're not like afraid someone's going to jump out of right, nowhere right. or something like that. But I, I try to tell them to, to not always go around because it's, it's the same thing every day. And I want yeah. them to get some hills. So sometimes they'll run up into the neighborhoods that are sure. up in that area. Sometimes they'll run over by, uh, the golf course, um, What's the name of the golf course over there? Uh, uh, Cleveland Heights. Cleveland Heights, yeah. yeah. There's a nice trail that goes around Cleveland Heights Golf Course that they can run around. Uh, on the weekends, we tend to travel to uh, Circle B Bar Ranch okay. or hmm. uh, Lake, not Lake, um, Holloway, Holloway Park yeah. uh, and do our longer run there. Um, so they'll run like 15, 16 miles sometimes. Got to watch out for alligators over Yeah, yep. Some, I, I tell them if they see an alligator, don't don't try to jump over it. Just turn around and go the other direction. And they actually have, we actually, pretty much every weekend we, we see alligators. So it's it's pretty common. Yeah. Well, I have a tremendous amount of respect. I'm sure I speak for Dr. Ingle as well for uh, for, for what your yes. student athletes do. You know, yeah, it's just, it, it is not, it is a sport, as you say. It's a really tough sport, yeah. And you're really you're really competing against yourself, you know. Many many of the times mm -hmm. out there, so uh, really really respect your kids a lot. Uh, so you start off the season with a team win at the fire invite uh, on the men's side, yeah. and the women came in second. Uh, talk to us about some of those performances and how that set the tone for the rest of the season. Well, uh, first of all, I'll kind of explain a little bit how I look at our season. The first two meets are, are more of almost like scrimmages for us, and that, that's pretty much anybody at the na that's trying to make it to the Nationals is, is kind of thinking that way, that you're not really trying to get your kids in super great shape until October, basically. Um, so it was exciting for us to win that guy's race. Um, Palm Beach Atlantic is a, is a good team. They're not, you know, super wonderful or anything like that, that they're going to go win Nationals or anything like that, but they're, they're a good enough team, and it was a, a good good race for us and a good push for us. And then we followed up the next weekend or two weekends after that, and they, they beat us there. So it was, we're pretty close teams, I would mm. say. 
Um, and on the women's side, um, they're a very good team, actually. Palm Beach Atlantic's a national qualifying D2 school from last year. So to be anywhere close to them was, was good for our women to be able to, to see kind of where they were at. And, uh, and both races actually were very good, especially the we followed up the next week at Kaiser. Um, and that, that race actually was a 5K for our guys. So it was kind of fun for them to run a shorter distance mm. and kind of be able to go out a little bit harder. But there was a lightning, lightning delay. Uh. And so we were sitting on the bus for an hour mm. and mm. we were running out of daylight. So they basically put the kids on the line right after they let us go out and raced. And wow. so they had no warm up basically. And, and we That's ran tough. really, really well. We had, I think it was 10 guys under 17 minutes, which for a 5K is pretty good. And two of those guys were under 16 minutes. Um, and our women all ran about what they were capable of running too yeah. s- for this time of the year. So you're not going to let them warm up. From the uh, that's kind of. What, I was actually meeting with one of my guys this morning. He goes, "I, I think I might do that more often." Actually, <laughs> oh, he was one good. of the kids that broke 16 minutes. So <laughs> you are you're returning a lot of talented runners, including six uh, top runners in, on the men's team. How how does that impact you know the 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 dynamic of of the team? Well, it makes it tougher for me. Um, at some point, I have to choose who the top seven are. And we sure. have right now about 11, 12 guys that have a shot of being in the top seven, I would say. Um, so it, it definitely is a good problem to have because when you have depth on a cross-country team, you know, if somebody has a bad day, you can you can count on somebody else to make up for that. And that's a really nice thing as a coach to know that that's there. On the women's side, we don't necessarily have that right now, so it's a tougher thing for them. But uh, it, it's definitely, I think, pushing the guys. They know that they have a lot of strong runners this year, and uh, they know that they need to keep themselves healthy. So I see a lot more guys stretching than I probably ever mm-hmm. have and rolling out after workouts and going to see BJ to get treatments done sure. if they're feeling aches or pains. So the, the focus is much greater because of that. And uh, I, I think it's just a positive thing, honestly. It's what I've been kind of dreaming of with that team for a while. The, the women have been there for quite a while, and this year is kind of a drop-off for us. Um, but the men have been gradually kind of building up to that point where we've had, we have this depth now, and it's a really exciting thing for me to see. Well, speaking of the women's side, you lost a lot of top runners, including Julia Rome, but you've res- returned some talent, including Jillian Blazer and Sophie Robinson. Uh, how has their experience helped uh, as you brought the younger runners along? Well, the interesting thing is they're pretty young too. I mean, Jill is a, uh, she's a junior, but she's, she's still young in my eyes. She's, she really hasn't had a lot of spotlight because of mm. being behind people like Julia and Emma Walger last year and some of the other girls that have left. So um, it, it's, again, I think a, it's an exciting time for them to have these girls who were maybe my seventh, sixth, eighth, ninth, tenth girls, now my one, two, three, four girls. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, another girl that's running just really well right now, she's actually our top runner, is Grace Fetter, and she, she's she been struggling with injuries every year, and we've kind of finally figured out kind of how to have her train to keep her healthy. And uh, she's just running really, really well as well. Um, you know, uh, trying to think who else I missing here. I don't want to miss people's names, but they're, 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 all, they're a very tight group. They're, yeah. they're very close in time, so it's a lot different. Uh, than having a Julia who's running, you know, 17s. These girls are all like 1845 to probably 1930. And uh, you can do well with that. Like, it's just a different type of team atmosphere and how you race them. And um, and we'll see how they can do when they get to the point where they're having a race to make it to nationals. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Now, I think you have a couple of weeks before you head to the Royals um, uh, cross-country challenge, and that's in Charlotte, mm-hmm. correct? How do you how do you prep the teams uh, t- and motivate them to you know, especially during long periods between races? How do you, how do you handle that? Well, that again, 
the way our season's laid out is that the first two meets, we kind of just run through those, train pretty hard, and, and we, we just kind of see where we're at. And then the last two weeks, including this week, this is probably one of our hardest training blocks that we have right now is, is just a lot of mileage and a lot of hard workouts to prepare them for these last two meets before we get to our conference meet that are actually important meets. We run against teams that are ranked. A lot of NAI schools are there. Um, and at the meet that we go to after the Royals Challenge, that that's also a really good NEI meet with a lot of teams that, that will be ranked. And, um, you know, they, they know that that's going to happen, that they have to be physically and ready mentally to, to, sure. to go for those races. So we, we practice that in workouts to think about, you know, what you're doing in races and how you're doing that in a workout is going to prepare you for, for a race. And, and I'm also constantly trying to tell them to think about, like, what you're doing and why you're doing it and how that's going to affect you in a race as well. Because the mental part of running is probably almost as important as the yeah. physical part. And yeah. if they don't believe that they can run fast, they won't run fast. So that's a huge part of me coaching them is to, to hopefully get them to the point where they believe in what they're doing and that they see the results because of that. Yeah, that's good. Well, we talk a lot about culture at Southeastern and the athletic department. What do you do to try and promote healthy culture in your team? Obviously, you need student-athletes to buy into that culture. What, what, what's the framework that you've set up there? I, I think it really comes down to, to who I have on my team. I, I don't take a lot of credit for what my kids are, and they're really good kids. Yeah. Um, and I, I do pray a lot. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, my, I, I say my biggest recruiting tool is prayer. Um, I just pray that the Lord will bring in kids that will mesh well with the other kids that I have, that are, will love running, will want to work hard, and that will be able to do what they love to do and see results from it. And uh, I've been really blessed to have some really, really, really talented runners as well as some really, really good people. Yeah. And, um, and and I let them kind of do what they do. There's There's people on my team who are just really gifted with – with ministry and with, um, you know, wanting to, to go into that area. There's other people that are just, they want to be social workers, so they're really good with working with people who are going through hard times. And we have nursing students who, you know, can maybe be a little more caring and stuff like that. And, and, it, and it just all meshes together really well to, um, to build that culture of having people that care about each other because, like I said, it, that's, that's the biggest part about this team is if, if we don't have that culture, no one's going to want to run. Yeah. It's just yeah. miserable. Yeah, so and and I see other teams who don't have that, and they're miserable. It's just yeah. they're getting a scholarship to do it, and that's why they're doing it. And my kids, I really feel like they love each other. They do it because they love each other, yeah. and they get to that's run good. a part of that. So, like with all of our coaches, I think you know recruiting is a huge part of it. You know, and 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 there's there's so much work that goes into. You know, I'm sure there's some really good runners that you've got to just say no to because mm -hmm. they just don't fit what you're looking for. And the discipline that that takes to know that, hey, this kid could, right. could win us a national title, but he's just not a fit yeah. for who we are as a university or, or a program is, is really – I really commend you and, and a number of your colleagues. I mean, we, you all do that. Right. So that's really important. So thank you for, for yeah. paying attention yeah. to that. Yeah, and thanks for coming in today and, and, uh, and talking with us. I mean, you're an amazing coach, and we're yes. grateful that you're here. I mean – what, last year you were Sun Conference Coach of the Year <laughs> yes. for the men's side. I think the year before you Coach of the Year for the women's. Yes. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yep. So, man, we're just grateful you're here. So thanks for coming by. And Thank you. Having a conversation today. Thanks, okay. Coach. Yep. Publix Delivery, powered by Instacart between work and to-do list. Publix knows your time is absolutely valuable, so let them help you regain time in your day uh, by delivering groceries right to your door. Learn more at publix.com backslash shop. You know, I, I thought about this re this 
Instacart. Uh, I was in Denver, as I mentioned. Okay. I was having a little trouble with the altitude change. So I had yeah. some sinus stuff going on, and, and I'm like, well, there's no, there's no drugstore near here, so I'm just going to have to you know, battle it out. And then I'm like, oh, hang on a second. I, you know, but I didn't think about it in time. All I need to do is just get an app, you know, have right, it right. delivered and, to the hotel. Have it delivered. But, you know, I'm still old school and, you know, just suffered through my trip there. Well, <laughs> now you know for the for the next trip you can uh, what to do. Yes, yes. <laughs> no, it's a great, great service. And, uh, of course, we're always grateful for Publix and what they provide uh, yes. our community. Well, let's talk about some of the, the sports activities that have happened over the last week and get caught up. Uh, football, man, coming off a, a, a tough overtime loss. I, I was watching parts of the game, and and uh, and towards the end, I, I they regained the lead. I think it was in the fourth fourth, yeah. fourth quarter, yeah. and I thought, man, we're gonna get this. Yeah. And then I tuned out and came back, and tough loss. Yeah, 16-13 overtime loss. Yeah. You know, and I and I think when you look at the schedule early in the season, you're like, you know, we have Savannah State home. And we've got two tough road trips to Reinhardt and Faulkner. Yeah. You know, but this team, I mean, this team really, you know, I and, and Coach Wall is doing a great job. You know, but some, but you've got a, a new offensive coordinator. You've got a new defensive coordinator. And so, you know, it's it's it takes a little bit to gel sometimes. Yeah. And uh, sometimes you've got games that you, you're not supposed to win that you win, like Reinhardt. Yep. Sometimes you've got games you're supposed to win that you don't. And, you know, it just uh, – but I really appreciate Coach's message afterwards was – you know, just we got to get better. You know, we just got to make better decisions, and and we can't we can't have our first touchdown come in the last two minutes of the fourth quarter. Yeah. You know, we've got to take advantage of the opportunities that we've given, but we're given. But you know, this team is two plays from being three and zero. They're one and sitting at one and two, heading into conference play. Um, you know, if they if they score from the one yard line against Savannah State, we probably win that game. Right. And and just just one play. Yeah. On Saturday would have had had that game for us. So, you know, a lot of good things ahead for this program. Yeah, makes makes a difference. But, uh, you know, we have a home game coming up. It seems like it's been forever since we it had has. a home game. Yes. What, it's been about, what, three weeks? Yeah, four, um, four, September um, 2nd was our home opener. So we get to bring them back home uh, to Victory Field, and uh, they're going to be playing – you know, Warner, which is really one of the strong Polk County rivals that yes. we have here. And uh, we always enjoy defeating Warner uh, we do. When, we, when we have a chance. And <laughs> they're coming in uh, for Saturday night. They are. Uh, we've had tr- traditional success against Warner. They were our first home opponent in program history. Uh, but, you know, Warner's got a 3-0 and record. And uh, they've, they've been playing well. And, uh, you know, I think it's going to be, you know, it's, it's going to be a good game. I mean, we saw a good game on September 2nd in Savannah yep. State. Um, you know, I think we as fans, uh, you know, and I, maybe I'll, I'll ask you this. Would you rather a, a, a 44 to 7 win? Or a or a twenty three to twenty win. Exactly. You want the game exciting. You want it close. Yes. You want to right. So yeah, I'll, I'll take the closer. Uh, and, and I think this it'll be closer this year than yeah. it typically is with Warner. And one of our storied games in our history is that triple overtime win over Warner. Right. Yep. Ended at like one forty five in the morning because of lightning delays. All the delays. Right. Yeah. So you know it's it's a great rivalry, and we're looking forward to to hosting the Royals here on yeah. Saturday. So night. yeah, come out Saturday night, seven p.m. at Victory Fields should be. Should be a great experience. Yep. Let's talk a little bit about women's soccer. Um, they tied St. Thomas 0-0 and then turned around and beat Warner on the road 3-0, which is good. Yep. They're having a great start to the season. Uh, yeah. 
Well, good results, as we talked about last week. Um, you know, 0-0 to St. Thomas. I thought I thought we were unlucky in that game. There were some opportunities that we had that we just didn't it just didn't go in the net. Uh, but but the the Warner win three zero on the road it was a it was a significant win because Warner tied Th- St Thomas yeah. uh, zero yeah. so wow. you know it's I think this team's gaining momentum and uh, you know I think they're they're playing right at the right time of year yeah and they scored what three goals within the first thirty seven minutes yeah yeah that's it's uh, Ariadna Lozano and Michaela Petticourt both scored their first goals of the year uh, Victoria Letterer scored her second and wow. so they're getting a lot of you know yeah. this program used to be. You know, we had Uche, right, right, phenomenal player playing for Nigeria now, uh, but but for years it was that who's that one southeastern player, but Coach Roberts says you know he was here last week, but he's done a great job of making it a team effort. Right. So you've got contributions coming from 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 all over, which makes it exciting to watch. Yeah, yeah, no, that's great. They uh, they seem to be gelling at the right time. And, yeah, yeah, it's exciting. So they have a new rule in place. Talk a little bit about yeah, that. Yeah. So soccer used to go. You know, if you were tied at the end of regulation. You went two 10-minute right. overtime yeah, right. periods. Well, now it's just a tie. Ah. It just ends. And I've had to get used to it. You know, I've been watching soccer for years, and, you know, okay, let's go. Let's, let's yeah. get it. You know, the golden goal, you know, the, the overtime suddened out the goal. Uh, but it's not like that way anymore. So it just, just what, ends. What, what and prompted that? Uh, I think they just, they just felt like, you know, they, and, and soccer coaches generally don't like it. You know, okay. our soccer coaches don't like it. Okay. Uh, but I think the, the coaches felt like, you know, a lot of times you're playing those two 10 minutes and it ends in a tie anyway. So why why do it? Now, I'd say do anything to avoid ending that tie. Yeah, yeah. You know, but, you know, it used to end in a regular season. So the only time, time it goes to PKs is in the postseason. Yeah. You know, and so I, I just, you know, I hope they, they revert back to what it used to be. Yeah. You know, but at this point we've got to take ties right at the end of regulation. Yeah. Let's talk about men's soccer. Um, you know, uh, we we beat Warner uh, last weekend, three two, yep. and we tied Kaiser one one. Yes, uh, that was yesterday. Yeah. Um, and uh, and in the game that was picked up, uh, it was suspended. Before. Yeah, it was suspended um, because of lightning. I hear they're receiving votes now, national polls. Yeah. Where what what do we have? Yeah, well, we've got uh, we've got a men's soccer team that's four one and two, and so okay. we're we're receiving votes in this week's poll, moving up. You know, I think that's a little discouraging to the team because you know they had a tie against number twelve. They lost, in essence, a one nothing game to the number three team in the country, St. Thomas, last Wednesday. Okay. You know, so playing really good soccer, but not necessarily getting the recognition getting nationally. Sure. So sure. just, you know, just they just need to hang in there. But I think we've got some clips of our three goals against Great. Warner. Let's see them. Seems to be Warner week. Oh, I know. I, I love this. So we got Victor Calvacante with a nice left here, Whoa. right past the keeper, rocket there, and then uh, we've got Ridwane Bukra is our next. You gotta add Just that. He scored. Goal! Goal! <laughs> <laughs> you gotta add that. You gotta add that to the. And here's Victor again. Goal! <laughs> you know, yeah, I've got to say goal for like three minutes. Uh, exactly. So there we're we running go. out of time here. So. <laughs> no, that's awesome. Uh, excited about what they're doing, and uh, they're actually and... playing right now. Oh, that's right. They've got. They're playing at Florida Memorial. Okay. And uh, what's the score? It's it's one nothing Lions. Okay. Now the Lions are a much better team. They brought in a, a the coach at Central Methodist, who's a who's a national championship caliber coach. They brought him to to, to Miami, and so he's gotten that program really moving in the right direction. But it's one nothing. Uh, Thirty six minutes left in the second half. 
Yeah. All right. Great. Well, hopefully we can pull out a fire win. Let's talk about volleyball. They're 10 and three on the season. I know they just had a loss. I happened to go to it, but they played extremely well um, and uh, lost to St. Thomas three to one. Uh, so yeah, excited about their season and, and where they're headed. And I think they play Warner tonight, actually. They do. They do. And St. Thomas is a good team. I mean, they're receiving votes in the national poll, you know, but that match was, you know, we, we kind of came out, I think, tight in the first set, you know, lost 25, 14, but, but took the second 25, 23, and then lost the last two, uh, 21 and 22. So, you know, this was a competitive match and what didn't turn out the way we wanted to, but, you know, Warner, as you said, Warner tonight. Um, you know, and, and, and what else, uh, who else are they playing this next week? You know, I, I, I have not looked at that. Oh, Kaiser. I'm sorry. They play Kaiser two o'clock, uh, at, uh, on Saturday. So, uh, it's, it's that, and that's a road match. All right. So they're going to go to Kaiser and Kaiser's Kaiser had a great year last year. And so, uh, not a lot of bad teams in this volleyball conference. No, they, they, they're looking sharp, all of them, but, uh, yeah, exciting to see their season so far. And Uh, the team, I'll, I'll say this, the team honored. Coach Goldsberry after that match yes, on Saturday. They had a lot of alums yes, come back. The alums back. came back yeah. and, and there were there were plenty of tears to go around and yeah. you know, just celebrating her career here and just a really special time. Yeah, it was it was great to to be there for that game uh, on Saturday. Uh let's move to golf. We opened the season uh this week, right? Yeah. Men's and women's played at Innisbrook. Uh the men struggled. They finished eleventh. Uh Matthew Sosanek led the way, finishing eighteenth. Uh but the women I mean, the women, I, I watched them at Nationals last year, went out to, to Illinois, um, and they seem to get better as the tournament goes on. on. And that happened it happened this past week as well. Uh, they shot a, a tournament best 291 on the final day with Madeline Campbell finishing 12th overall. So, you know, just getting that season up and going, and, and we're excited that golf's back at it. That's awesome. Are we still, uh, home uh, links still at Grasslands? Yes. Yeah, Excellent. over there in yeah. your backyard. Yep. Great, yep. great course. So glad we're able to uh, utilize that. Well, that wraps up for today. Thanks uh, for all of you joining us. As we close the show, I want to remind you to come out to, again, our home games this week. We have two matches uh, uh, tonight as volleyball yep. host Warner and women's soccer host Florida Memorial. That uh, Both of those games are at 7. On Saturday, again, men's soccer host Weber at 1 p.m. And our fire football team Starts conference play, first uh, conference team up, Warner. Yep. Uh, that'll be at 7 p.m. as well. Make sure you visit seufire.com for the latest news in fire athletics. You can also um, find the event calendar there as well, and uh, always have uh, it'll have links to watch all of our home games. So make sure you uh, uh, click onto that and have a chance to, to see them in action. But we're excited about uh, all the competition this week, and we're wishing all of our teams luck as they uh, move into uh, give their best uh, yes. at what they do. So Absolutely. Yeah, excited. Yeah, thanks, everyone. Go fire. Yep, go fire. Take care.